for invasion. This is Indie Invasion. There you go. That's pretty scary right there. New little intro. What's happening out there, invaders? It is Thursday night, so time for another episode of Shorts. As you can see, we are getting ready for Halloween here. Are you going trick-or-treating? Heck yeah, I don't even have to buy a costume. You're just going as Indie Invasion? <laughs> what are you supposed to be? I'm one of the hosts of Indie Invasion. Oh, excellent. All right, well, you can do that. All right. Uh, I don't yeah, know if you're going to get any candy, though. I, I'm definitely getting the mood. Halloween's my favorite uh, holiday of the year, and I usually go nuts with the yard. And, you know, I I, I, I love seeing the kids trick-or-treat and stuff and, you know, handing the candy out. Like last year, I think we were all out there, the dogs and my wife, handing stuff out. So nice. it's a lot of fun. Nice. So well, I'm starting I, to get in the mood, yes. I still have little ones at home, so we still go trick-or-treating. You got and, costumes picked out yet this year? Heck yeah, dude. We're all going as minions. <laughs> I knew little... you guys you always do the big we always, we always do. We always do that. My favorite one, though, was the Flintstones when we did the Flintstones. Because I found the... I was Fred, obviously, because I'm the dad. And I found the Royal Order of the Water Buffalo hat. You know, the big, the big blue hat he wore <laughs> for the uh, Water Buffalo Club that he was in. And I had that. And it was awesome it was so cool little mac was dino uh mimi was pebbles uh fernando was bam was uh barney and jay was bam bam and uh, and Alyssa was uh wilma so it was it was pretty awesome i have to see if i can dig a picture of that one up it was pretty good i like when you guys dressed up as uh the teenage mutant ninja turtles yeah that was a pretty good one too that was pretty good because i had the perfect amount of turtles so I got to be Casey Jones. So that was fun. Anyway, 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 we can give it a we got a couple people starting to pop in now. Starting to pop in. If you're joining us, go ahead and say something in the comments and we'll say hello back to you. But I'm getting pretty excited because I always try to do a themed game whenever I get around holidays. Yeah. So I'm probably going to see if I can get my twisted Halloween scenario. Yeah. On the table. Ding 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 ding. Even though I did not get the models painted I wanted for them, but I might just do uh a zombie scenario because I know someone that wrote a zombie scenario for Twisted. Might might be Eric. Might be. <laughs> and uh and I've got plenty of zombies. Plus I ordered that what the smog uh board game. Oh, and yeah, it, yeah, has, yeah. it has Victorian zombies in it. So I painted uh, a whole bunch of those guys up to use in Twisted as zombies. So I've got them. And, uh, oh, am I getting a ding every time? I now? got it sitting on today. Oh, man. We are in trouble here. So we got Mini War uh, Mutt and Elton. Hello, folks. Hi, guys. Welcome. Yeah, I, yeah, I usually try to get in a um, a a Halloween theme game at this time of the year, usually a board game. And I got a few that are, 
you know, they're fun, lighthearted Halloween theme right. game, like a haunted house one or like the trail on house on the hill or, right. you know, Cthulhu game. So we try to pull one out. Um, Halloween games or Halloween theme horror type things are sometimes hard to find this yeah. time of the year, you know? Yeah. Hey, Tim's joined us. What's happening, Tim? Good to have you with us. Um, what we picked up before we get into the topic, as we do our normal banter, we picked up a game at Walmart of all places. It was called Trash Panda. And I don't know if anybody else out there has played this game, but it's really good for kids. I've heard of it. And I, I, think that was by what's the game i think you told me the game company game, and i game craft or something like that i've for heard of Panda. them so um yeah it looks like it's fun yeah it was it, it's it was really good we played it several times last night and it was really easy for the kids it was super mm -hmm. easy oh, let's see i'm gonna super easy and then I'm also working on, I'll hold these up, but obviously these won't translate to the podcast, but I'm working on some minis for uh, the Drowned Earth. They're not official minis. They're just stuff I like to, to throw like on extras. the board. Yeah, stuff I like to throw on the board. So, uh, and they're pretty cool. They're, I got them on eBay, but I'm pretty sure it was eBay connected to an Etsy store. I'm mm -hmm. pretty sure. But anyway, so that's what I got. So. That's my that is my banter for today. Boom. Boom. Okay. So since we're talking about some Halloween games and stuff, should we jump right into it tonight? Sure. Let's get started. But who All said right. we were talking about Halloween stuff? Well, you know, did the pumpkin give it away? The pumpkin, maybe the background, maybe the music, the new music to go maybe, with the Maybe, the I don't know. The, the music was pretty good overall, though. I mean, it kind of fit the whole Indie Invasion theme. So I kind of like that for be, a while. Yeah, you, so. might, you might, be seeing, uh, might be seeing that one coming back up. Oh, Tim planning on some Rain in Hell Halloween weekend. Good call. Awesome. That's a, that'll be a good game for it. But tonight, what we're kind of segueing into is what makes a game scary. You know, it's kind of a hard feeling to reproduce in a game uh, regardless of what the game is. But tonight we want to look at kind of some of the elements in games that can reproduce the feelings of dread and horror in them. Right. Uh, what creeps you out and makes your skin crawl. Right. Um, and Mini then Warmut, are there Mini any many warmut and said, maybe the title of the live feed gave away that we were talking about Halloween games. Okay. Well, fine. If you want to point out the obvious, <laughs> <laughs> and we just thought you guys clicked on it. <laughs> yeah. We didn't think you guys read it. We just like click, but we also want to see if there's like any good representations of games for some of these, this yeah. topic we're talking about tonight. So yeah, I, I think it's a really hard vibe to capture mm -hmm. because 90% of the time when you're playing whatever skirmish game you're playing or whatever, whatever game you're playing, regardless of whether it's a skirmish game, you're not exactly in a setting that creates an atmosphere of scariness. Like if you try to play a skirmish game in a haunted house, first big problem, you wouldn't be able to see what you were doing. Yeah. So, so it's kind of hard to create that, um, that, that mood, if you will, to do it. So I think it's kind of a tough, thing to grab a hold of and put into the game but we do have a few things that we've discovered in games that have 
done exactly that. And that's kind of some of the stuff we're going to talk about is some of those, some of those mechanics that help create that feeling of dread and terror on the table. Even when you're at the game store at 12 o'clock on a Saturday afternoon in the middle of summertime and the it's sun sunny. through the big bay window and everybody's <laughs> laughing over here and over here is how do you, how do you capture that, that tension building? So, and if you guys know of any games that capture that really well, we would love to know because I like that element. And, and I, I, again, I think it's really hard to capture. So what you got? So mechanic wise that can cause, I think something kind of mechanic that can cause stress and make the player characters, whether it's board game, RPG, uh, miniatures, make them go insane. You know, something yeah. that affects, I, I guess you say normal movement or any kind of normal dice roll. Um, I, I think something like that in a game uh, can simulate that maybe. I think that so, and this one is actually for Spaz because he asked this question in the discord and I hadn't had a chance to answer it yet. So Spaz, here is your answer for your endure the stars question. I think that endure the stars really did a good job of capturing that tension in a game by giving you basically sanity points and certain things and failed roles will make you lose sanity points. The more you lose, the closer you get to these two cards that you've had in the beginning. You don't know what they are, but mm -hmm. it's some sort of random insanity. And it really it really drives this feeling of, oh, man, I'm losing. You know, as you as you get closer and closer to that number where you flip one over, you, you start to get a little panicky because maybe you've already seen what one person pulled and it's really bad and really affects the whole dynamic of the game. So I think that they did a really, really good job of capturing that. And they did it in, so it's kind of twofold. They did it with the, that mechanic of losing those sanity points and getting closer and closer to this, uh, this bad thing, whatever it was, once you flip the card over and they used exactly what you were saying, a phobia. So as soon as you flip that thing over, that's kind of what's going to happen. All of a sudden, you can't go in any rooms and you're stuck in the corridors and the corridors are filled with bad monsters and the bad monsters are what make you roll to lose sanity and there's mm -hmm. bad monsters and there's nobody around and you can't go in rooms. So it's just this, it's this compounding effect of building that tension on, on you playing. And since it's a co-op game, everybody's feeling the tension. I mean, there does get a point where somebody's really been not doing good and maybe they're stuck out in the hallway and you're kind of like, I think we're just going to have to call Bob a loss. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, we're just going to have to, the, yeah, we loved Bob. He was a good man, but he's no longer with us. Meanwhile, Bob's banging on the door in the hallway. I'm still here. I'm not dead yet. You know, it's, it's what the old, the old uh, trope from horror movies is uh, run faster than the slowest that's runner, right. That's right. Type of thing. Oh, you, you don't have to be the fastest. You just can't be the slowest. <laughs> he's he's kind of the uh, the distraction. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's what him. he turns. That's what he turns into. <laughs> and then you um, talked about well, the, there was a couple games that you had mentioned that had a mechanic that you liked that you felt built some some tension. Yeah, a lot. So um, I think any game 
like one example would be Fantasy Flight has a bunch of this Arkham Cthulhu mythos. I've seen those, never played them, but I've and, seen them. You know, it, it could be a mechanic that, um, you know, they slowly go insane. So they kind of simulate that with their dice rolls or just maybe how they act. And I think there's actually a new game coming out that there's like, uh, and I've seen this in other games where you, there's a secret trader in the game. So it, it may be co-op and the players are trying to accomplish some kind of goal, but you don't know the allegiance of everybody. Oh yeah. So, I love that. I, I know this isn't horror, but I love that in Battlestar Galactica. The yeah, so game. The, the game that I'm thinking of is actually a retheme of Battlestar. Galactica, oh, okay. But it's in this Cthulhu world. You're on a gotcha. ship and it's kind of the same concept where some are humans, but some are uh, hybrids of deep ones. So they're kind of trying okay. to secretly, you know, get get everybody eaten by, you know, uh, Dagon and uh, deep ones that are boarding the ship or they're trying to sink the ship or run right. out of food or something like that. So something like that, I mean, especially in a, a like a Cthulhu theme, it's going to feel like horror because then it's right. like you don't know who you can trust. Right. <laughs> you know, right. and it so does amp up a tension thing. Yeah, that whole working against each other does amp up the the tension really well. But again, like you said, amp building getting that tension built up works in the Arkham and Cthulhu because that's already a horror setting. Yeah, but it's not scary in Battlestar Galactica. No, it, it builds tension, but <clears throat> so that's a mechanic that's kind of it really is dependent on the setting. Yeah, really dependent on the setting, and then. Because I think that, uh, like Zombicide, does a pretty good job of building tension, but it's sort of it's kind of here and there sometimes, if yeah. you know what I mean. So sometimes you'll set up, you'll draw cards, you'll search somewhere, you'll get the best stuff right out the gate, and you just blow through the whole thing. There's zero tension at all. You're like, yeah, we we are amazing gods of the zombie apocalypse. I, and, I then, and then really the next day, the next day. You move three squares and the whole board's full of zombies and you die. <laughs> so I always looked at Zombicide as more of like your adventure game. Not so much a horror because you can yeah. kind of see what's out there, what's coming type of thing. And I think I hate to say this, but as a society, we're kind of desensitized to the horror of the zombie. Oh, yeah. Of you horror, know, period. With all the TV shows and movies yeah. that are out there that have zombies in it. I think if that kind of apocalypse does happen, I think we'd be okay. <laughs> yeah, it's not going to turn out like the TV show. We're going to be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah, this is going to work out. We know where to go. We know what to do. Yep. We, we saw what everybody already did. I think we're good. Uh-oh, yeah. uh-oh, we have an emergency. Tyler says he thinks someone stole his Indian invasion socks. I don't know what to tell you, buddy. You need to find them bad boys. Got to get the, uh, you got to get the, uh, the little spotlight. That's and right. Interrogate. Start interrogating them. That's right. <laughs> and then uh, Mini Warmut going to play the custom trick or treat mission. Uh, I think, you, uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I'd love to see how that goes. And if, if you're going to put it on your channel, I would certainly check that out. That's pretty cool. And if you don't know, go check over, go check out Mini Warmut's channel on YouTube. He's got some cool stuff over there um, frequently. So pop over there, give him a like, do it. We'll wait. <laughs> I'm just kidding. We're not going to wait for you. <laughs> you can do it without having to leave. Just open another um, another screen on your computer. You can do it. Um, 
So what, what what do you think about this concept for bringing horror in in, in a game is um, a big bad, some kind of big villain or monster that you're fighting against? I think I think that's hard to do. I think a big bad can create it, uh, but especially like so if you're doing something custom. Mm-hmm. At least because I do a lot of custom scenarios, what I usually end up with is he's either way too powerful or he's way too weak. And, and yeah, it, that's, it's a fine balance, right? Yeah, it's tough to get it to create that tension. Now, if you like narrative stuff, you can build the tension up. I remember I did a game, a, tw- a twisted game, ding, ding. for um, the guys when we went up to Siege of Augusta, when kind of kind of after hours, a bunch of us played a game and I had a special scenario where they were fighting Dracula. Well, I way underpowered him and I gave them way too many people, (laughs) but, but I had built the story up so much that they were like, Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. We've got to hurry up and kill him. He's terrible. Oh no. Oh no. So I had built the tension before it started. So that kind of worked out. So they are all over him, huh? Oh yeah, they were all over him. There was nothing I could do. It, it was a good build, but he was just too weak. Um, oh, you're welcome for the shout out, Mini War Mutt. No problem, man. It's all about the gaming community. And Tim makes a good point too. Hordes do seem scarier on tabletop than a single villain. I think I that's why the cool. zombie concept does so well. Yeah, yeah. And there's and we've talked about this before in zombie games where it just feels like there's not enough of them. You don't yeah. have enough of that desperate feeling of oh my gosh i am not gonna get you know across the board there's too many of them sometimes you know that that can you know some games can lack in that and why many times we've up the number that pop oh yeah i do it all the time when i'm playing a zombie game Uh, tyler makes a good point too space hulk not with those radar blips in space hulk it creates that tension because you don't know what's coming and the aliens skirmish game actually did a good job of that too because they basically used that same concept yeah so that unknown where you know something is coming but you can't really prepare for it right properly. You, you don't even know what it is there's there's nothing uh, and I, I remember playing old space hulk back with the little plastic terminators that look like a little egg that you just click <laughs> clip to the flamer on um i remember playing that and if i if i recall and, and I may be a little bit off anybody that's played the old version or even the new version is sometimes those blips are a zero. So you've got all this tension built and you're preparing yourself game over, man, game over. <laughs> that's right. Um, so you're building up this tension and you flip that thing over when it comes around the corner and it was nothing. Yeah. And then what do you do? You go, <sighs> yeah, and then the other one come from the other side, like yep. six. So Just when you relax, <laughs> then you're then you're hosed, yeah. <laughs> then you're just it's no good, no good at all. Um, Tim says he likes to have the number of zombies increase exponentially for each round of last days. You know what? I hadn't thought about that, but that's a good idea because my my only complaint about last days rules as written. Now I'm a I'm gonna do it how I want to in my house anyway when I'm playing a game. Um. But that was my only complaint about last days is it just didn't seem like there were enough zombies on the board. But like I said, that's something that you fix really easy by putting some more zombies on the board. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. but just as far as the rules as written. So, okay, well, I have a couple more uh, things we could explore. Like, uh, how about a timer of some kind in the for the end of the game, basically? So you're racing the clock. You have only so many turns or so many moves or actions you can take. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I kind of think something like that. Uh, builds up the anxiety uh, of completing goals, you know, in the allotted time that you have. Right. And since you spoke to that one, I'll tell you what game I think captured horror kind of better than any other game I've played. And that's Don't Look Back by Black Sight Studios. I've only played the game a couple of times, but since you can't kill the bad guy, period, just like you can't kill Jason You can't kill Michael Myers. They're going to be there no matter what. So it's all goal oriented about what you have to do. And because of that, it's just like constantly you're, you're running and you're running to these areas. You've got limited uses of your flashlight before the battery dies. And so it has all of these little tiny elements, the limited resources, the, the time frame to, to get the goals, um, the the fact that the the monster can appear randomly in different ways they're gonna pop up right so it just did such a fantastic job so there he is hello alder we have our coffee eric has his that is not an official indie invasion coffee coffee cup <laughs> just saying just saying um so Oh, Todd, Mike, and Alder were chatting away on a duplicate stream on Facebook. Oh, there's huh. a duplicate stream. Oh, wow. That's weird. That's that why there's... Weird. Let me go check that out right what now. What did you do? Oh, my gosh. Everybody do this to Eric. Right here. You've why been there. Well, we're, we're glad you're officially here so we can see that you're here. Yeah, that's weird. Anyway, while Eric looks at that, uh, if you haven't checked out Don't Look Back, I highly recommend it. Um, the If you love that horror and tension building, it's definitely a game to check out. It's kind of an extra game, if you know what I mean. Like, I don't think it would be a main game for people, but it's a super good one. For this time of year, if you had a game store, you could just run with a whole four weeks of nothing but don't look back scenarios and just scaring the bejeebers out of everybody while they're playing. So it's a super, super good game if you like that kind of thing. So I would encourage you to check it out. Plus it's Black Sight Studios. So while the box may look like it's super expensive, that's because it's got a really awesome pre-colored MDF kit in it. So it's pretty awesome. Just saying. And uh, also, also since we plugged Mini Warmut too, you need to go over to Todd Rumback. I'm probably saying your name wrong. If I am, you can just, I don't know, say something bad about me. It's okay. I, I, I got thick skin. But go over to Todd's channel. He's been posting a lot of stuff on his Car Wars um, unboxing. Well, still unboxing and building stuff together, to putting stuff together for his Car Wars. So go subscribe to his channel too. Go do it right now. Um, let's see. <laughs> Mike says, best mechanic for building anxiety or tension, Jenga, for skill checks in a game called Dread. I th- I think I've heard about that, but I haven't played it. 
But I thought I think I've heard about that. I'm gonna have to Google that one after this because that's just funny. Uh, and you're welcome for the shout out, Todd. It is our pleasure. The videos are really good, by the way, over there that are um, that Todd's putting up with his new Car Wars stuff. Did you fix the the dual stream? I don't quite understand why it's doing that. So, so we'll just say Facebook. Oh, we just got a message here. Maybe an issue on Facebook's end. Yeah, I think it is because I, I can't even do anything. I commented on one of them and said, I think we're in the other one, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so, so so for those of you that are watching on Facebook, uh, we've only got a few minutes left anyway, but it's going to, it probably booted us off Facebook. So you have to go to YouTube or Twitch. Weird. Uh, So we shall see, though. We shall see. Um, so last thing we wanted to talk about, though, was probably the best way to capture horror. And this one is so much predicated on a couple of different things. Um, and that's RPGs. In an RPG, if you have someone that is trying to tell a horror story, it almost doesn't matter what you're playing. You could be playing a fantasy game. You could be playing sci-fi. Uh, you, you could be playing steampunk, dystopian. You could be playing anything. And you can still build that horror because you've, you've got something to lose with your character. And also in those RPG settings, it's a little bit easier to set the mood. You can dim the lights a little bit. And you can have creepy music playing kind of uh, in the background low so that it's freaking people out. Yep. Get people to the point where when a certain song starts, they go, oh, no. Oh, no. What's about to happen? Uh, so I, I think that that's really, really where you can build the most horror is in an RPG. And I can't wait. I cannot wait to get my hands on the all flesh must be eaten rule book that's on the way. Because I, th I think that could be fun. In my mind, it's a one shot almost every time, but you never know. I've seen a couple of the, the people that have covered it, talk about it. The mechanics work really well for a campaign as well. So I think, uh, role-playing games probably do this the best. Um, cause I hear many times if you want to kind of create that mood, uh, is to kind of give the characters, you know, something that they're afraid to lose. Yep. So it's going to build that tension, build that uh, anxiety of getting something done um, and just being a role playing in general, very narrative. Yeah. They don't know what's coming, you know, like yeah. whereas a board game or even a miniatures game, you see, you know, in front of you what is presented to you. Yeah. Um, and and I, like I said, I, I think that's also predicated on who's telling the story. Right. <laughs> so wouldn't the dice roll bring about horror? All ones. That's right. Absolutely. But it depends on who's telling the story, too, because I know that in some RPGs, people are basically playing from encounter to encounter. Yeah. And when you remove the story part of it, it's a little harder to build horror tension because I think you lose. The, the only thing the characters have to lose is uh, the sounds. This sounds terrible. The only thing they have to lose is their life of their character. You know what I mean? There's no extraneous stuff that they've had time to build for their character. So if you're just an encounter and there's nothing wrong with playing uh D and D or whatever as an encounter to encounter kind of game, you know what I mean? 
if you're not so much in the storytelling, but you got to have somebody who's going to tell a story. And for me, the best environment to do that was in um, the World of Darkness series by White Wolf, Vampire the Masquerade and Werewolf the Apocalypse. Those were the those were, I thought, the two best to build horror stories. I told well, I did horror stories for eight. I ran a game for eight years with White Wolf and loved it. What about what uh, a fairly recent one for us? I don't think I'm surprised we haven't mentioned it tonight. Mothership. I can't wait to get that one on the table because that one, as you're taking that stress, it really affects how you're yes. rolling. Yes. Um, and we I, actually I, I we like talked that. about that uh, in. You can go over on Podbean and listen. We talked specifically about some of the mechanics and how the game works. And it, the thing that is so great about it is because of that tension, the way the mechanics play, I'll repeat this one because it was so cool. If you're playing a soldier and the soldier stresses out and breaks, everybody else has to check too because they're going, where's he going? What's wrong with him? If he's scared, we need to be scared. So, so yeah. and that's, that's a really cool mechanic too. And yeah, I, I can't wait to get that one on the table. I'm really excited about the upcoming Kickstarter for that. Yeah, I'm curious to see what's going to be different in that box set versus what's already out now. Um, you know, I, I'm hoping it's not just a reprint. I hope there's new stuff in there. I think um, they are doing some new stuff, but I do know that they're reprinting. So you're going to get all the books in there. And then I think they're doing a little bit extra. Not 100% sure. I've been following them on, um, on our Instagram and seeing what they've been posting. But I... <laughs> But I'm going to be honest. I really just been looking at the pictures. <laughs> Here's one. Mike says, okay, best mechanic for building anxiety or tension. Jenga blocks for skill checks in a game called Dread. Man, we already talked about that. You were trying to figure out the Facebook problem. <laughs> but I am going to have to look that one up because that sounds pretty cool. Well, yeah, I'll have to apologize yeah. to these guys for some kind of technical glitch with facebook these guys were over on the duplicate i guess um yeah. chatting away probably wondering why we weren't answering them but, yeah and uh, we did get a, a notification here in Streamyard too just so you know that said uh the problem was on facebook's end so i don't know it must have pro maybe it received the signal twice or something yeah, i don't know whatever it, whatever it is no harm no foul uh We'll, but that's why we go to YouTube and all these other places. That's right. To the YouTubes, man. To the YouTubes. Well, sir, I think it's your turn to take us out. But but thanks for joining us, guys. We really appreciate it for the, as Todd has coined the phrase, T-shirt coming soon. Fastest 30 minutes in gaming. It will be coming. And uh, there you go. All right, sir. Take it away. Okay, guys, thanks for joining us for this Thursday night in the Invasion Shorts. Uh, if you guys want to watch it, if you've missed the live stream, you can always watch it on YouTube and uh, on one of them, I guess, tonight on Facebook. <laughs> um, but also, if you guys want some more audio content, we are a lot of times we take this, we turn it into audio, and you can find that over on Podbean, iTunes. Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Stitcher, Spotify, Pocket Cast. Actually, I forgot to change this. You iTunes is now Apple Podcasts. Podcast. <laughs> Check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Discord, and drop us a line at IndieInvasion at gmail.com if you guys have any questions or comments. 
suggestions for new indie games that we should check out. And please, if you guys haven't, go check out the Discord. It is slowly growing, and the conversation that is happening in there is great. The other day, we just had a big, long stream of, what was it, top five games or something like that? Top game of fantasy, sci-fi. Yeah, and that was great to see the all the different conversation yeah. going, because there's a lot in there that people just never even thought of. And while you're on the internet, you guys can check out our main sponsor, Coastal Con, at their website, coastaltext.com. We have all the news for this upcoming convention down in Max Neck of the Woods coming in end of February. And we should be starting to see some news soon. Yep. But also while you're on there, you can listen to the audio podcast. You can get links to the Discord, to the YouTubes, and to friends of the show on there. So go ahead and check that out if you would. And if you like what you hear and you want to throw some money at us, we're not going to argue with you. Nope. Head on over to patreon.com slash Invasion. You can see some of the content we got on there. But you do not have to pledge money to view any of it. it's all free but if you like what you hear and want to support us we appreciate it and if you want to support more and need some merch and like to wave the banner of indie invasion we got a bunch of stuff over at redbubble.com slash people slash indie invasion uh I'm, we got like four different designs you guys want a hat yep. a shirt he needs a case for your phone. There's all kinds of stuff on all kinds of cool stuff. Yeah. It, it's kind of crazy what you can get on there. It really is. <laughs> but that is it tonight for kind of our little spooky episode of shorts. Um, tune in next Thursday. We may have something special next week for the that's like Halloween is right around the corner next oh, week. Yeah. So we might have some more spookiness for everybody. Spooky. But while you're out there. Buying all that Halloween candy for in about a week. Prepare yourself for the invasion. Mm -hmm.